Have you ever been to see a psychic? I've been to three. And the last psychic that I went to, who I'm about to be interviewing in this week's episode of Relaunch My Life Radio, completely transformed my belief in all things unseen and metaphysical. Yes, the psychic that I went to three years ago led me to my soulmate, Paul, and shared with me so many things about my path and my purpose that have now come to fruition that I cannot help but be so excited to share with you the most beautiful and humble perspective that Alison shares. She does live shows all around Australia and is an incredibly in-demand psychic booked out in our city for over a year. And so it's with great pleasure that I share with you this half an hour of inspiration from the psychic Alison Maiden coming to us live from Cairns in Australia. Live from Australia and all over the world, welcome to Relaunch My Life Radio. Your host, Julia Lieber, is a lifestyle redesign expert who personally relaunched her own life from being a corporate workaholic, alcoholic, and chocoholic to now living a life of her own design. She is an international coach, retreat facilitator, and spiritual teacher, and is a woman on a mission to free you from an unfulfilling job or passionless life. With 10-minute tips and 30-minute interviews and stories, tune in to Relaunch My Life Radio to discover your highest potential and live a life of zero regrets. If you want to get the latest, be sure to click subscribe and visit us at www.relaunchmyliferadio.com for show notes and our blog. Well, it is my absolute honor to be joined here today on Relaunch My Life Radio by Alison Maiden. Alison, good afternoon. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you today? Oh, I'm wonderful. Thank you, Juliet. Thanks for asking me. I'm thrilled. Excellent. And so you're living up in the warmest part of Australia, up in North Queensland. For the listeners yeah. listening, tell us what are you up to? What what have you been up to today or what, what's life like up there? Oh, look, so much. Um, I actually came up here to kind of semi-retire, but that was the, the last thing that happened. It, <laughs> things just exploded coming up here because the energy here is just so incredibly amazing. We actually have our own pyramid. I don't know if you've seen it. It was actually on, um, I think it was Guardian or, or one of those papers. No, Daily Telegraph released it. The archaeologists have confirmed that we actually have a pyramid in Cairns, would you believe? It's overgrown, of course, with beautiful rainforests, but it is a pyramid shape. And when I first came here, I thought, oh, that is definitely a pyramid. I could feel the energy coming from it. Um, but it is a unique energy here and um, it really feeds the soul. And so um, what have I done today? Well, I've done so many things. I got up really early and we drove to Port Douglas today, which is a, a, a gorgeous um, place not far from Cairns, about 45 minutes from Cairns, and I had some meetings down there because I'm going to be doing some live shows there as well as in Cairns. And um, and just, you know, being out and about in this amazing weather because it's 29 degrees outside and sunshine and surrounded by green and lush. It's, it's such a hard life, I tell you. Someone's got to do it. <laughs> it's, that's it. It's beautiful and a little bit jealous, but that's good. Summer's really on its way here. And so tell us about your live shows. Like how, how many of them are you doing at the moment and what do you love about doing the live shows? 
Well, the live shows allow me to connect with a lot more souls, of course. Um, the shows have grown over the years. I've been doing them now for probably about six or seven years, actually. And they started off quite small little groups and then people kind of got to hear about them and were more interested as it happens. And then I was approached by uh, the highway in Adelaide um, and asked if I'd like to do um, something on a larger scale. And I, at the, at the time, thought, yeah, why not? Um, I've never been frightened of anything to do with spirituality or or actually being able to um, spread the word, if you like, because um, my guides are always so adamant that we've got to do this and we've got to get out there and we've got to say to people, hey, you know, there's more than what you're looking at in front of you. Um, and I think the live shows really get that across. And I, I get a lot of people that come along who are sceptical or being dragged along by their wives or <laughs> usually fellas. And um, and then they, they actually come up to me afterwards and go, wow, you know, you've you really convinced me that there's something else. So um, that that is a, a huge part of my life. And, and I, um, I really am so very blessed to be able to do that. And I, I consider it to be a, a great honour, actually, to be able to do that. And so do you get a little thrill when you turn a sceptic? Do you know what? It's funny. Um, I don't get a thrill about things anymore. I was actually discussing this with someone the other day and I think it has a lot to do with ego um, and how over the years I've sort of worked through the ego self and I no longer um, get a thrill out of when people say to me, oh, my God, you know, you're amazing, blah, blah, blah. Those sorts of things I just take and feel quite humbled by the fact that I've been able to help someone understand because that is the biggest gift I think you can give anybody is understanding. Oh, totally. And I think that was really beautiful to hear your perspective on that because I think I felt a little bit of an energetic lift when you talked about people who were sceptical then having experience at your show because that's really the the position I was in when I came and saw you like three years ago. I was such a sceptic and I remember sitting down at my reading with you one-on-one and being closed-lipped and thinking, well, I'm not going to give anything away because the last psychic <laughs> I went to just picked up on every little clue that I gave her. So, I'm not going to give this woman anything. And literally, the reading that I had with you completely turned me into a believer of everything and anything unseen and totally flipped my belief structure on its head, which I cannot be grateful enough for. And I think that can only really come from that humble space. You know, if, if you had any ego or attachment to me getting anything, then that would have probably robbed the very experience. So, it's very yeah. cool. Very cool. <laughs> um, so, that I was trying to understand why I asked you that question and that was interesting that that came up. So, so. I bet you get asked this question so often, so I'm just going to ask the most obvious one. But for people who are sceptical or people who are really not sure about this world, how do you do what you do? (laughs) Um, That is a really good question. Um, Sometimes I even shock myself and I think that what it is is I'm I'm a a conduit. Um, Quite often I call myself the human telephone. Basically, the vibration of my body matches that of the spirit world so that I can pass on messages from the sixth dimension of spirit world to the third dimension. And um, when that happens to me, it happens spontaneously. I don't meditate first. A lot of people say, you must meditate for hours. No, I don't. It's, um, it's what I was born to do. And um, I fought it for a lot of years. I actually... When I was younger, I remember having these experiences, like really full-on experiences when I was a kid of seeing spirit in my room, hearing them talking to me. They were sitting on my bed. Um, 
And I actually thought to myself then, having this, like, as you know, I'm, I'm a very practical and logical person as well, born a Virgo, which is really logic and analytical. And um, and I've done, you know, lots of things in my life, including a, a, I've studied and, and um, uh, I have a, you know, a degree in medicine. And, and there's a lot of things that um, I need to prove to myself before I'll actually believe them. So it's a, it's a bit of a... A strange thing when you look at it from that perspective when I'm I'm getting all this information from spirit world yet I want to know where it comes from and I want to know how it works and and so I hadn't looked into the science side of it as well and um and look science is starting to prove that we we have definitely multiple dimensions that we have parallel universes that these things actually really do exist and that we have multiple parts of ourselves that are having existences at a simultaneous time and when you think about it that way, you know, it explains deja vu, it explains those precognitive things because maybe another side of it is that a part of you is having that particular experience in another dimension, um, you know, before you have it. All of those things make perfect sense to me. And when I when I feel those things, I go, yeah, that resonates the truth within me. And that's what I say to all of my students and anyone that might come across me in, in a sense of um, asking questions is that if it resonates with you, if it feels right, if, it, if you know in your heart that the person that you're talking to is speaking a truth, because everybody's truth is different, that resonates with you, then it's something that you need to look at. And so, I mean, the very short answer to your question is I was actually born to do this. This is something that is intrinsic in me. Um, but it doesn't stop people from being able to develop what they are given uh, in themselves. You know, everyone has got psychic ability to a certain degree, even if it's just that gut instinct, okay? Mm. So you can develop that, you can hone that, and you can use it in your life to be able to gain insight into what's going on with your own life and your own purpose. Beautiful. And, I mean, how often do you experience the situation where someone's coming to you and they want you to tell them something that they kind of already know. Do you know what? A lot of the readings are like that, actually, Juliet. People say to me, I already knew this stuff. Um, and you're just, you know, validating what is already known to me in my own self. Um, I very rarely get people coming saying to me, I was totally shocked by what you said. Um, I think we all know. <laughs> we all know. We uh, are sometimes in denial, but we, we certainly know. Um, and it does come down to free will as well. So, you know, no no psychic can say with all honesty, look, what I'm telling you is going to be 100% accurate. They will get glimpses of a path that you're on and that path can actually change with your free will. It's the same when we get warnings from spirit. They warn us for a reason. It's like go and change this now and it won't happen, you know. So I think that time is fluid and so so are our, our choices in life. They change and they should change. That's what people are really scared of. They don't like change. Mm, and um, so is that, I mean, there's a lot of change happening in the world at the huge. moment. So what are you seeing then and how, what would your sort of suggestion or advice be to people to manage and cope and transition through this? Do you know what? The best thing you can do, there's, there's, there's so much happening and so much changing so quickly. The best thing we can do is to be in the moment um, and actually love everything that you're doing in the moment. Don't think about, oh, my God, what happens if, you know, there's a nuclear explosion ne next week. Don't think about that stuff. You know, we have higher powers that are taking care of all of that. Um, this earth is way too important for it to be blown up 
Okay, this is this is our school. So it's where we come to learn. It's where we come to experience. Um, it is a vital, a vitally important planet in in this universe. So um, I don't tend to worry about what those little boys are doing with their toys. I let them sort of get on with it, knowing that I'm protected and I'm loved. I think that everybody has to understand that the, the key to happiness in any case is gratitude. You need to be grateful for what you have. You need to be grateful for, you know, opening your eyes in the morning, for breathing, for being in a body that's functioning, for being able to have um, food, for being able to have water. You know, there are so many people that we see in third world countries that don't even have that luxury. So it's the small things. And the more gratitude you have, the better you feel. Spirit love it when we are grateful. They they feed that. They feed us with even more gratitude, even more love. And I can guarantee you, if you closed your eyes in the morning and said thank you, like a heartfelt thank you, you will feel that coming back at you. You will feel that gratitude coming right back into your heart. I know because I do it every day. Definitely. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and it's it's one of those things I think, you know, people know that it's powerful, but they don't practice it enough. And so just doing it all the time is really important. So so I love when you said, you know, that this earth is our school. This is where we come to learn. So can you explain a little more about that for the listeners, what, what you mean by that? Sure. So we have certain levels and, and um, in the different dimensions, we have certain levels and jobs that we do. So being in the third dimension, uh, we're, we're here embodied. We're here in a, in a solid form. It's a limited form, of course, because we're used to being a lot more free than this in our in our soul. Um, and so we had to come here to to do certain time frame type lessons. So we are limited to stay, you know, seventy to one hundred years if you're lucky, um, to be able to achieve um, the learning that you come here to do. Now that comes from a karmic cycle, and this is the law of cause and effect. That is here and evident in the third dimension. So we go around in cycles and, um, you know, our actions then create reactions from others. And sooner or later you you sort of you have it enough in your life, the pattern returning enough in your life. And I was thinking, hang on a minute, I recognise this. This happened to me before, okay? I reacted the same way before. That didn't actually work. I'm going to react differently this time. Maybe I will forgive that person. Maybe I will actually look at it in a different way. Maybe I'll deal with this with love instead of hate. Maybe I'll actually learn something about myself and grow in this moment and be able to then explore other things, other lessons after that. So once you've learned something, it's a bit like the penny dropping. It's like, oh, right, yeah, of course. That's why this is happening to me. It's happening because X, Y, Z. Now, we have psychologists and, and there's definitely room for those people absolutely and I really agree with with psychology I love psychology I think it's a great tool we have hypnotherapists we have people that can help us go back over our patterns in our lives and actually to identify you know when those patterns started and why they started and when that happens we do have those aha moments where we go wait I I understand what this is well karma is exactly what they're doing but in a grander scale It's like saying you have to have your aha moment before we're going to release you from this particular cycle and you'll come back and do that again and again until you actually realise. And it's so easy to see from the outside in, isn't it? You can see someone else that's in that loop or that pattern. Why is it so hard for us to see it ourselves? Well, because we have to do it, <laughs> you know. If you could see it, you wouldn't have to do it. <laughs> and if you've been sort of repeating the same pattern lifetime after lifetime, it's pretty well ingrained. So to break okay. it would feel so strange. 
Yeah, and it, and it becomes a bit like a, um, a safety blanket. It becomes a place where people go to feel safe even though they're suffering. And so in that, they, that the suffering almost becomes a safety thing, you know. So it's, it's really important, I think, for people to recognise their patterns. That's one of the biggest things I've, I've encouraged with um, my students over the years and, and indeed, you know, people that are um, coming to me for readings even. Um, once they actually point, point out that they have got negative patterns going on and where that has come from, invariably it would be, you know, a parent or something to do with um, their childhood and then coming in from that, of course, we go into past lifetimes when they're kind of willing and, and able to be opened up to that. Um, they go, yeah, I, look, I can see where that's come from. You know, they actually understand it. So the interesting thing about karma is that once we've realised and we're able to release it, it's gone. We have no need for the lesson anymore and it actually does disappear. And that's what I love about it. That's what I love about the work, you know. Mm. And so for someone listening that is, you know, I mean there's a wide range of people that are listening to these podcasts, but a lot of the common threads are people who are kind of feeling like they're at a turning point in their life where something big's got to change and there's that fear of the big change or there's the fear of the unknown and also stepping into what their soul's purpose or true path really is. What would you say to the listeners about that and how to transform, for, tra- like how to step forward into that? Sure. Look, it's um, it's a big deal, you know. I um, earlier in my um, awakening, I I came through a, a period where I felt really vulnerable, and um, I had all of this um, psychic ability, and, and I was getting messages to people, and I'm thinking, I better not say that because then they, you know I might get um, lynch mobbed or hung from the nearest tree, or you know. Um, and that was a really powerful fear in me. And so I actually went for some past life regression therapy and I really wanted to find out exactly what was causing it. And I went over lifetime, over lifetime of exactly that, you know, being burnt at the stake, having my head cut off, having my throat cut. It was like all of these really bad repercussions for actually being who I was naturally. But realising that times are changing, realising that people are no longer in fear of this, in fact, sometimes they seek it out. And from what I can gather from the last thirty years of me doing this, um, times have changed dramatically in the fact that people actually want to know. And so we are evolving as a planet, and we're coming from that third dimensional karmic cycle into the fifth dimension, which is going to be all about learning. And so, gaining knowledge, not so much through cause and effect. But through wiser people, people who have been there, done that, um, you know, um, avatars and, and other great teachers that will come to us through either um, channels, through, through humans, or maybe even appear to us in flesh. I'm not really sure how that's going to happen yet, but I'm looking forward to the day it does, you know. And so, um, so can you expand a little bit more on that? Because you referenced at the beginning about, you know, your guides really supporting you and being around you. And so if there's someone listening that has been sceptical to that or hasn't had a strong connection, could you talk about how to connect more with the guides and, and how that feels? And maybe even, you know, a lot of people have that concern of, hang on, I'm hearing voices. Is that just me being crazy <laughs> or is this actually coming through? What, how would you describe that? Well, knowledge is the key, of course, because once we understand what's actually happening uh, with ourselves, um, we, we can then better use the tools that we, we've been given. 
Um, I actually wrote a workshop uh, under guidance um, a few years ago called Awakening. And uh, in that workshop, uh, I cover things like what is your psychic ability? And we actually go through all the experiences that you might have had um, in particular ways as far as, you know, psychically seeing or hearing or feeling, um, tasting, smelling. Uh, people are so surprised. They go, yeah, I've had all this stuff. Well, they're psychic abilities. You've got it. It's already there in you, you know. You just didn't realise it. And um, when I was five, my mother was called into the kindergarten because I wouldn't stop drawing rainbows around people. They were trying to get me to stop doing it. And and she said, well, she can see auras. Of course she's going to, you know, draw rainbows around people. And they had no idea what she was talking about. But if, what it comes down to is that if you know that you have something and you know it's normal because you are actually a gifted person, it makes you feel so much more secure about that. And then, of course, you can take seriously maybe the messages that are coming through to you and you don't second-guess yourself so much. Mm. And so then uh, I guess the next wave of children coming through, being already highly evolved, already seeing colours, being extrasensory, you know, I, lo- I, I, I don't understand why that's seen as a disability or a disorder. It's we that don't understand them yet. Yeah, and as I said, human beings, as a rule, don't like change. They don't like different. They want to keep everybody uniform. It's more comfortable for them that way. Um, You know, that threatens the authority figures. It threatens everybody that wants to take control. Um, When you've got a child that sees right through you and understands all of your weaknesses, that's pretty daunting, you know. Um, But, yeah, look, the next wave is incredible. Um, I have uh, trained quite a few uh, teenagers in Reiki and um, as soon as they're attuned to Reiki 1, wow, you know, their ability just goes through the roof and um, they are seeing, they're hearing, they're feeling, they're, um, they're healing people, spontaneously healing people. It's astounding to watch. Um, as you know, I'm, I'm a big advocate for Reiki. I think it's an amazing tool. Um, I teach it to everybody that comes through my door Um and uh, through Reiki, it gives you the, the ability not only of healing other people, but it's predominantly to heal yourself. Um, and, you know, especially in Reiki Level 1, we're actually we're healing lots of components of past lives and even this lifetime and finding that unconditional love and forgiveness, which is the key to opening everything up. And, yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, teaching Reiki has been something that has just flowed so it's, – it's just felt like it's what, what wants to be – taught to people you know before even knowing I think I'd attuned 80 people in the last two years to Reiki and that was without really even advertising and it's just what people seem to be connecting to and wanting and needing and so it's it's beautiful that that is just kind of happening or as it as it needs to and more and more people are opening up to it as well which is beautiful so and so I think as well like people also stepping into a space of being able to self-heal that's empowering then people realize that they've got more power within themselves and they're not seeking healing outside of themselves and feeling disempowered which is what a lot of the modern world and modern science really is like take this pill or go to this person and they'll fix you and it disempowers the individual and I love that everything you do be it a reading I've loved watching you work at your live shows because every everything that you deliver be it through reiki or a reading or a one-on-one is designed to empower the person that you're working with and i think that authenticity and that 
obviously that humbleness that you communicate is an, a true testament to the work that you're doing and why you're obviously getting so busy when you were trying to retire. Nice try. <laughs> that wasn't going to happen. So when like, so for the listeners and for those who haven't attended one of Alison's live shows, it's a really incredible experience that I think is obviously different every single show that you do. But um, I mean, I've told people you're better than John Edwards. I haven't seen him live and it's not a competition or a comparison thing, but it was just being in that room, you could really tell what was going on and it was real to every single person. I think there was about 50 or 60 people in the, the workshop that I was at and I'm sure you've done lots of different size rooms. But but when you when you walk into that space and you and you start to connect with the, with the audience, how do you what like what happens? Walk us through like how do you actually connect in and, and what sort of feelings and senses and psychic uh, abilities come through for you when you're doing a live show with that many people in the room? Well, thank you for firstly, thank you for the compliment I appreciate. And and actually and very humble by your opinion of um, I think that um, as I said, you know, I'm basically the immediate thing for me is um, spirit being with me. I get a bit of a shiver down my spine, a bit of a shudder sort of goes through me and I'm okay, we're ready to go. Um, and once I step out into the room, uh, basically I surrender to, to that, surrender to them. Then information comes to me. Now, I actually have all of the senses, so every single one of that comes down to hearing, seeing, smelling, uh, it, the, the touch, I get the feeling of um, em- empathy, which is actually feeling other people's emotions and feelings, um, and can also connect to love on the side in the same way people here so I will feel their pain that they pass through and not necessarily that, that, that they're still in that pain or not but because that the last physical feeling they had was that that is the way they can connect to me and say look I had pain going through my heart or going through my head and then I can actually say to the person I feel that this person had I get it actually sometimes I get it you know uh, he might have had a cardiac problem brain tumor um that just is being that's able to um, connect with that person on such an individual and specific level that it can't be anyone else. It, it cannot be generalized. Uh, I get names, as you know, um, and those will come through to me sometimes in the hearing. I can hear the name, or I will get it in my head as a bit of a written note. That's the best way I can describe it. So it drops into my head, and I can see it written in front of me. Now, when they want that sometimes very specifically, if it's a difficult name or if it's a name that's really important, because um, you can sometimes, like, miss. Spirit will, when they talk to you, it's a little hit and miss sometimes because um, not always are they good at English. You know, you might get relatives that don't speak English at all. Um, so they will tend to give me more information in um, words um, that maybe sound like English but Sometimes I'll miss a few letters or whatever and it does, I get a little bit confused with it. So I'm always um, very quick to say, do you understand that? And if they say, oh, yeah, it was, you know, like I'll give you an example. A lady's son was called uh, Daffid. It's actually a, a Welsh name. And I heard it as David. But she said, but the English version is David. So it can happen like that sometimes. So we can be a little bit off with the interpretation but um, generally speaking, you know, I try and get things through as clearly as possible and I work really hard um, out of 
you know, the the work um, in my own personal life to make sure I keep my channel completely clear um, because I'm dedicated to doing this. You know, this is, this is my life work. It's not just my job. Um, and so keeping your channel clear is organic food and good yeah. water and meditation yeah, and obviously that's right yeah. no alcohol um i don't have any sugar in my diet at all um i i eat pure food and in fact my diet is pretty limited um and my my body reacts uh, quite badly sometimes if i eat food that isn't a vibrational fit with me it can be hard let me tell you because everything's processed i don't eat any processed food whatsoever so i've got to prepare all of my food especially when i'm traveling and that can be interesting <laughs> Definitely. Uh, so um yeah look and and just trying to remove um the energy blocks as they come up because it doesn't matter um how much you've cleared you will continue to clear in this uh third dimension you, you will continue to make karma um you it's impossible not to so you know no one is immune from that and no one is any greater than anyone else on that level we are all at the same level okay so i do not condone um guruism and i certainly tell my people do not put me on a pedestal i am bound to fall off so <laughs> yeah. don't do that um and it's, it's very much about understanding uh, and self-empowerment absolutely mm. you've got in one there and so it's interesting because I can still remember in one of the first Reiki One workshops that I taught, when I was doing one of the first attunements, uh, I had the word Miriam come through and I sort of brushed it off thinking, oh, no, that that's one of my business partners. That's nothing to do with this person. And then when I was talking to her about the attunement, I just sort of floated with the idea. I said, oh, does the letter M mean anything to you? And she said, no. No. And so I thought, well, my intuition must have been off. And then the very next day, the student messaged me and said, look, I didn't want to say it in the class, but my grandmother, Miriam, passed last year and they were very close. And I literally thought, oh, why didn't I trust that? And I think that's what a lot of us do. So we've got that ability and we are more connected than we realize, but we might throw it away or misinterpret it. or And so we, we say that we can't, we don't have that ability. And so for people listening, you know, start just, yeah. you know, why are you thinking of that particular? person or why did that taste come into mind or why did you get the scent of that person and start being curious I think is a really good sort of opening for people to start being more intuitive and more perceptive with no, with no attachment I would suggest yeah yeah well and, and there's nothing there's nothing wrong in being wrong is there you know like so, so if you didn't pick that up and the other thing I say to people um is that you know it can be a future as well you don't know where on the timeline you are um and so, you know, you may actually pick up a name or something that won't mean anything to them today. But if you don't give it, how do you know? Mm-hmm. You know, so it, you, you need to um, keep an open mind about it and don't get down on yourself if you're wrong or if they say no. Uh, as you said, you know, she didn't want to say it in front of the class. Um, I've had that a few times at shows where I've had mm-hmm. someone coming through so very strongly and, you know, people won't own up to this person. And I say, look, there's someone here who's got this person, I'm dead set. Uh, know that they are here, um, but they just won't put their hand up. I'll get emails afterwards. I'm really sorry. Yeah, that was such and such. I didn't want to cry in front of all those people, so therefore I I didn't want to put my hand up. And I just felt really sorry for them and I felt really sorry for the soul that was trying to come through. Because that takes a lot of energy, doesn't it, for a soul to come through and try and communicate? Absolutely. When you think about it, like I'm, I sit in the. If you're talking about levels of dimensions, you know, I sit in 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 my shows. I sit in in the, the sixth dimension. I can I bring myself up to them, but they've got to come down a little bit to me. 
But you got to, you're talking about the third dimension here. So, you know, they're trying to come down to the third dimension. That's a density thing. It's like you putting on a lead suit. Wow. Right? That's how heavy it is for them and how much energy it would take to move that around. That's how it feels to them. That makes total sense. And so... That's why sometimes the uh, the communication can be a little bit abrupt or a little bit, you know, some yeah. people that have talked about things moving in their houses really, it's like, well, that's the only way they can move things. It's the only way they can communicate. So They're trying to get your attention because you're too busy doing everything else, yeah. you know. And um, a lot of those souls that move things around and want attention, they're there for a really specific reason. They're either um, souls that need help. Or, you know, their relatives saying, hey, something's going on and you really need to take notice of this, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, i tell you a really interesting story just really quickly. Um, when I, I was working for a company quite a few years ago now, about eight or nine years ago, and um, it, I was very stressed. Um, I was actually employed originally to work for them as a psychic, believe it or not. Um, but things, because I had other talents, things developed, and I was working three-person job, you know. It was just really hard work. Um Anyway, during that period, I kind of lost touch with myself a little bit and um, I wasn't paying attention to my body at that time. So I was living in this really lovely little house and it had some steps that were inside. It was a sunken lounge and it was a really quaint, gorgeous little house. I loved it. And one day I was walking um, some water bottles up the stairs and I actually fell and the water bottles sort of, you know, disabling me because they were so heavy. Um, I fell and I hit my face and I knocked myself out. And I, uh, I broke my tooth and everything. It was terrible. So I went off to the hospital, obviously, to get checked out. And I actually had some internal bleeding as well. And they were really worried because I'd really done a good job of myself, you know. It turns out that I actually had some cancerous cells on my uterus. And the bleeding hadn't shown up before this particular day. But because they, they were examining me for other things, this is what spirit did. They shoved me. Right? They actually shoved me. No, those cells were found and gone before they had a chance to become anything else. Hmm. I welcomed the black eye and the broken tooth because I was actually saved from something that was going to probably develop to be far worse. So sometimes you've got to kind of go, right, I'm not listening. They're trying to get my attention. And if they give you a bloody great shove down the stairs, there's a reason for it. Okay, and I've heard this happen time and time again. I couldn't go on holiday because I broke my angle. I fell down the stairs. Well, wonder what might have happened on that holiday. Yeah, yeah. You never know. You never know. No, that's right. And I think that's such a beautiful sort of note to to end on is that like idea that no matter what's happening, looking at what's actually perfect about this that I haven't realized and and how how is this working for me? And so often, you know, we've got this idea of how things should run and how it should be, and it's completely off course with our actual (laughs) path. And I don't know why we do it to ourselves, but it makes it all a bit more fun, doesn't it? (laughs) So don't lock down the barn sometimes. Yeah, yeah. No, well, I think um, this has just been a beautiful eye into your world and I thank you so much for sharing so openly with us and I think um, people who have uh, who've got more questions, they can contact you. They can go to your website at alisonmaiden.com.au. Alisonmaiden.com. Excellent. And I'll pop your link in the show notes as well. And people can also follow you, Alison Maiden, on Facebook. You've got a really good Facebook page and that shows shows all of your events and live shows as well around Australia. So is there anywhere else you'd like to tell people to go or anything else you'd like to share with everyone? 
there is a newsletter if anyone's interested. It doesn't go out all the time. It's a bi-monthly thing that just has the dates and where I'm going to be. Um, of course, I'm in Cairns, Sydney and Adelaide predominantly. Uh, Adelaide, unfortunately, is booked out for about a year at the moment, um, but I am doing a, a big live show there on October the 6th and there's still tickets available and they can go to the website for that one. Beautiful. Well, Paul and I will be there and we will uh, see you at the Whole Life Expo as well. So oh. You're going to be at that as well. So. Yes, I am. That'll be great. I look forward to seeing you guys. Wonderful. Well, I can't thank you enough and obviously Paul thanks you as well for leading me to him and <laughs> <laughs> it's just the coolest story and, yeah, I just think you are – beautiful and doing such wonderful work in this world and teaching and helping so many people on their path to understand this crazy world that we live in a little bit better. So thank you. And um, yeah, and any final words of advice or anything else you'd like to say to the listeners? Just be happy, live in the moment and be grateful. Thanks so much, Juliet. Perfect. Thank you. That's this episode's inspiration for Relaunch My Life Radio, live from Australia and all over the world. Visit us at www.relaunchmyliferadio.com for resources to help you relaunch your life. And remember, it's never too late to relaunch your life.